We want them to feel comfortable, make them feel that they're at home with their second family, not as a patient, but as a member. I came from food services, but our service doesn't stop in the kitchen. Welcome to Compassion, Courage, Consolation. Voices for St. Vincent's during COVID-19. In this podcast, we're talking to people who love St. Vincent's, love our staff and love the service we provide in health and aged care. We're doing this to support our compassion for one another and those we serve, to bolster our courage in this extraordinary time and to provide consolation amidst the challenges we're facing. And whilst prepared for St. Vincent's, we're sharing this series with anyone who might find it helpful. If you're joining us from outside of our services, consider yourself part of the family. You're very welcome indeed. My name is Dan Fleming. I lead ethics and formation for St. Vincent's. And in this episode, it's a real joy for me to welcome Evangeline Marquez, who's Assistant Food Services Manager at St. Vincent's Private Hospital in Brisbane. Evangeline, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. Welcome. Thanks, Dan. It's good to have a good chat for today. And um, thanks for having time with me. Oh, it's a joy. Thank you so much. Evangeline, I wonder if I could start with a question that I've been asking a lot of the guests on the, the podcast, and it's a question about comparisons. How has your role in food services changed over the past couple of months since we've been responding to COVID-19? Well, it's always been my duty to look after the welfare of my team, provide the best for our patients. But in preparation for this COVID-19... I have a lot of things to consider, be aware, and to accommodate. I extend my arms not just for my team, patients, but for everyone. Warmly embrace and welcome staff from different departments and sites that are willing to be redeployed to us. We unite and work together as one. I also been more cautious and attentive to their well-being making them feel more welcome to come forward, voice out what's their thoughts, their fears, concerns, and making them aware that I'm always available and always ask the question, are you okay? I also ensure a staff's option about their availability. I make sure that I'm flexible to work in regards to their hours, rostering, and what's best for everyone without compromising operational activities, but meeting everyone's needs and in compliance during this pandemic. I also make sure that um, my team are all aware and adhere to our hospital policy to stress the importance of proper hand washing and social distancing, not just for ourselves, our staff, our patient, but also for our family members. In response to social distancing, I group my team into three. I call it red team, blue team, and yellow team. This is just to make sure that we avoid the traffic in the kitchen. I ensure that we have a contingency plan in place to respond from lightest to severe outbreak. Letting staff know that the hospital is a safe place because we don't have any COVID patients. And I make sure that staffs are able to adapt to the patient's needs, understand their moods, and be more understanding and compassion at this point in time. That's beautiful, Evangeline. And it just shows how 
We spoke last week to uh, Arnon from your facility and he was talking about how the concerns around COVID aren't just in the patient community but also in our staff too and what you've reflected there is a beautiful mix of both, ensuring our care for our patients but also being attentive to staff needs and staff safety and everything as well. I wonder if I could ask you uh, how you see your work in the kitchen contributing to our service of patients at St Vincent's and obviously in food services more broadly as well. It's always been my advocacy to make sure we deliver the best with high standard to our patients and visitors and everyone that comes in the hospital. We make sure that we need to be more compassionate, more understanding, more patient and sensitive to how they feel. I also make sure that my team are brief every day to be more compassionate and attentive to the patient's needs, especially with the changes of visitation hours and be flexible enough to deal with their needs. That's wonderful, Evangeline. And You've said to me before that you see kind of food services as part and parcel of what what you called making sure St. Vincent's is like a second family to our patients. What do you want to say a little bit more about that? Yes. We always have this team building in the kitchen. It's all started in our department that from the staff, we need to make sure that we are older, united as one, being a second family from home. And we, we take that one when we go and see the patients. I think there will be more connection if you treat like you go and see the patient and making them aware, making them feel so special that they are not alone in hospital it's their second family. We are there to listen, to look after them. From point services point of view, we might just be delivering meals. But for us, it's a service. It's an extension to make them feel comfortable during their stay. That's wonderful. And Evangeline, I really enjoyed learning a bit about you as we were preparing for this podcast. And one of the wonderful things I learned is that you actually come from a family of healthcare workers. Could you tell me and those listening a bit about that and how it led you to your role at St. Vincent's? Well, I came from a healthcare family in the Philippines. As I grew up, I was encouraged to take on Bachelor of Science in Nursing. In 2002, I married and came to Australia, looked for a job, and my first application landed at St. Vincent's Brisbane, previously known as Mount Olivet Hospital, not as a nurse, but as food services attendant. This is actually out of my comfort zone, but soon I started enjoying it, and it actually became my passion until I make my way up to where I am now. I realized that the nursing part of me was still there and I was able to connect more with the patients. I am empowering my team to have a greater connection with the patient. They have a better understanding on why we need to do a certain things and the rationale of being aware about patients' allergies 
and what could happen if this is not being looked at. A, a better understanding on how we do things and engaging my team to be more compassionate in providing excellent service. That's wonderful. So your, your healthcare expertise comes alive in your role in food services, which you see as part and parcel of the broad health uh, healthcare we provide, don't you, to, to our patients? Yes, and I do enjoy it. And with my knowledge and background in nursing, I do actually connect. Um, I think it's a benefit for me because when I go and attend to patients' needs, I am able to understand where are they coming from, how are they feeling, and with those cues, I would be able to give them the best we could provide. It's Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love what you said before that you realized when you took on this role that you were able to still be a nurse in a sense, working in food services because it's an extension of that care. And Evangeline, as you mentioned, you've been in St. Vincent's family for a while now. Is there a particular story that comes to mind for you which holds together the themes of the podcast, Compassion, Courage and Consolation? Mm, there is this particular patient that I want to share. I will just call him Albert. That's not his real name. The issue started when he is refusing to eat his meals. I actually escalate the issue to the ward nurse, then followed by a visit to Albert to check and understand why he's not eating. Because he is on general diet and I can't understand. It's just so sudden that he he's trying to not eating at all. At first, he didn't respond to me. I introduced myself and explained to him the purpose of my visit. I tried to raise queries. He is just looking at me until the cue came out when I said, Albert, is there anything in particular you want to eat? He looked at me and said, watermelon. So I told him, you want watermelon? And he nodded. So I told him, okay, give me five minutes. I will make your watermelon. Again, he said, will you do that for me? Like can't believe that I will actually do it on the spot for him. And I respond, yes, I will make it for you and will bring it up straight away. From then, it actually melts my heart when he started smiling. Mm -hmm. Hold my hand and said in a soft voice, thank you. You know, Don, it's such a nice feeling when I manage to make him smile. Sorry. From then on, I get him involved into conversation. He told me his fears because of his illness, his longingness for his wife and daughters, his feelings that he is down and felt that he was he has no family. He felt neglected by them. I was touched by how he is actually feeling at that moment. I advised the nurse in charge about his longingness for his family and how the patient feel. They contact the wife and daughters if they could visit him. Before leaving his room, I told him, I will be back and see you for lunch. So again, I bring his lunch, and same as this morning, 
on that morning, he mentioned how he's longing for his family, that he is alone. So I told him, Albert, you are not alone. We are your family. We are here for you. At St. Vincent, make us your second family. We do care for you, and I am here for you. I promise I will visit you every day. Again, he took my hand and just spat lightly with his beautiful smile and said, Thank you. Thank you so much. He's trying to hold his tears. So, as promised, I visit him before going home on that day. The wife and one of his daughter is there. As soon as I knock on the door, the wife, teary-eyed, hold my hand and said, Thank you so much. The daughter hold my hand and take me outside. Excuse me for a minute. All of the sudden, she gave me a big hug. And she started crying and said, Thank you. Thank you so much for looking after that. I get carried away actually and become teary. We have a little chat and we went back to the bedside. The wife said, We've been here for a while and yet he's still his eyes still close. We tried to wake him up, but he's probably tired. So I just promised them I will visit him the next day. That's for the day. But as soon as I get home about four o'clock, I receive a call from one of Albert's daughter. She told me that her mom and sister told her about my visit to their dad and how I look after him. She thanked me, but she wants to see me if we could meet the next day. So I will bring Albert's lunch tomorrow. That's what I mentioned to the daughter. So she managed to go and visit her dad. As soon as I went to Albert's room, the second daughter is already there. Again, she said, she can't thank me enough for what I did for his father. I said, it's my pleasure and it's always been my duty to look after them. We want them to feel comfortable, make them feel that they're at home with their second family, not as a patient, but as a member. I came from food services, but our service doesn't stop in the kitchen and delivering meals. We want to make them feel comfortable. The daughter saw the lunch tray and commented, Dad's still asleep. I tried to wake him up before. Then again, Okay, I will just put down the tray on the bedside. And I just tell them I have to head back to the kitchen. So I said, Albert, this is Evangeline. I will leave your lunch here. And I excuse myself to the daughter and wife. I was about to leave the door when I heard Albert giggling and saying, I am awake. I am just pretending. So the daughter commented, Dad, me and mom's been trying to wake you up for a while. You didn't respond. And Albert just giggles. I did visit him more for a couple of days as promised until he rang me one day in happy tone and said, Evangeline, I just want to thank you for the care and for everything. I'm going home today. My wife will look after me and my daughters promise to visit me. For me then, it's only a simple way to make patients feel comfortable at home during their time at St. Vincent's. I didn't realize how's the impact for them. I was actually touched with the positive feedback 
and how it impacts the whole family. With for me, I thought I'm just giving the care I have to give to Albert. It's such a, a remarkable story, Evangeline. Thank you for sharing it. And I just love how what starts with watermelon becomes a story which shows how important the work of food services is in cultivating great relationships with our patients and their families and contributing to the the overall goals of the hospital. It's it's just wonderful. But what about you, Evangeline? What is it that consoles you? What gives you courage and what helps you to continue to be that beautiful, compassionate presence to our patients and to our staff? Well, I think it's my connection with the staff. I make sure that they are always welcome to see me, to voice out, to tell me what's their needs, what's inside their mind or what's troubling them. Sometimes staff just doesn't talk to me about work. They come forward and say, Evangeline, do you have a minute just to listen? They just need someone to talk to and which is I am happy because they trust me that I am there to listen to them. Also for those families who's reaching after left from for home and give feedback on like Albert's well-being makes you feel like you achieve a completeness and satisfaction that they remember the kindness. Beautiful. It's that kind of it's the mix of cultivating the family at work, isn't it? That second family, the words you've used before, but then also how meaningful it is when our our patients and our staff provide feedback, um, which gives you a sense of how beautifully your work contributes to their well-being and their health. Um, Evangeline, I've been finishing every episode with a question, uh, which is, what would you like to say to all of our St. Vincent staff at this time? And I'd like to put it to you and I put it to you in the context of um, the amazing things your team says about you in, at St Vincent's Brisbane there. What a great leader you are. And we've heard some of that today. So all those who are listening today in St Vincent's, uh, around St Vincent's and out in the community as well, what would you like to say to them at this time? At St Vincent's, we are one whole family that needs to embrace each other in this time of uncertainty. Together, we can achieve our mission with compassion and integrity with deep respect with everyone that being brings us togetherness that surpasses rough times and show kindness to others it goes a long way remember humanity humbles us especially in times like these Evangeline Marquez, I can just imagine what a beautiful thing it would be to have you as the food services manager caring for me as a patient, and I'm sure others can hear that as well. Thank you so much for sharing insights into how you serve at St. Vincent's today in taking some time to talk to me. Thank you, Evangeline. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to Compassion, Courage, Consolation, Voices for St. Vincent's during COVID-19. This podcast series has been developed by St. Vincent's Health Australia. For more information about St. Vincent's, visit www.svha.org.au. The music for this podcast comes from Kevin McLeod. 
His track Bittersweet let us in and you can hear his track Touching Moments 1 now. Kevin's website is incompetech.filmmusic.io and the music is brought to you under the Creative Commons 4.0 license. All of this information and more is provided in the text accompanying this podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>